0: So, I'm going to get right to it. So, I have been doing a series of live sessions on the doctrine of the seven-year tribulation. A doctrine, which I must state at the outset, is a false one. And these series of messages... are to to prove that very thing. That the so-called seven-year tribulation is the figment of a couple of men's imaginations which has spread to become a massive teaching with an overwhelming following. With an overwhelming following. This seven-year tribulation has turned the gospel upside down and has absolutely affected the practical implications of the the expectation of our Lord's return. Also, it affects the way we live practically because so much of the things that are annexed to the seven-year tribulation is taught by so many To be so far off into the future that Christians won't even be here when it happens. But I am here to tell you. That there is no so-called seven-year tribulation. There is only tribulation. Period. Which has affected the Christian church ever since the ascension of Christ. Starting with his resurrection. After his resurrection. So now. Now. The reality is that this so-called seven-year tribulation is part of a systematic, if you want to call it that, teaching referred to as dispensationalism, dispensationalism, and dispensationalism has done more damage to the teaching of the Bible than probably any other teaching ever invented by anyone. People believe that nonsense. Essentially, at the root of dispensationalism, essentially, what it teaches is that there are seven separate dispensations of time. And in each one of those dispensations, there was a different mode of salvation that God had provided. Which could not be further from the truth, particularly because there has only been one means of salvation to save any man. And that is salvation by grace through faith. And that not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Now, why am I bringing up this complicated term dispensationalism? Why am I bringing the system of dispensationalism up? Because it is the teaching which from which the seven-year tribulation was derived. Dispensationalism is where the root of the seven-year tribulation springs from in dispensationalism only. Prior to the 1830s, no one had ever heard of a seven-year tribulation. No theologian prior to 1830 ever said one word about a seven-year tribulation. You will not find it anywhere in the annals of theological or Christian history. Nowhere. Now, if you believe, as so many of you do, in a seven-year tribulation, you get that understanding in error though it be. You get that understanding from one passage of scripture, and that is Daniel chapter nine, verses 24 through 27. Four short verses from which the entire system of the belief of a seven-year tribulation is derived. Nothing in the New Testament says anything about a seven-year tribulation. Nothing elsewhere in the Old Testament mentions anywhere about a seven-year tribulation. And in Daniel 9, verses 24 through 27, the Word of God mentions absolutely nothing. Zero. Goose egg as it pertains to a seven year tribulation. And yet it is these four verses from which the whole system of teaching is derived. Daniel 9, chapter 24 through 27. I am dealing my continuing series on this subject of the seven year tribulation hoax. And I'm in verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel 9 verse 24 is the most important verse to be understood to determine whether or not there really is a seven-year tribulation or if there is not Daniel 9 24 everything about the seven-year tribulation hinges on how you view Daniel 9 verse 24 Now, I'm going to read Daniel 9.24, but prior to my reading it, I want to make sure you understand. I want to make sure you understand that in Daniel 9.24, it tells you what is expected to be accomplished in the seven-year tribulation or in the 70 weeks of Daniel. And it is the last week of Daniel's 70-week tramp uh 70-week prophecy, whereby those who are in gross error would make you believe that there is a such thing as a seven-year tribulation. So let me say it again: there is no seven-year tribulation. And there will be many people like people right now saying, Yes, there is a seven-year tribulation. No, there isn't. And I challenge everyone who says that to show. One verse of scripture. Anywhere. Anywhere. Any Christian. Or non-Christian. That can show me anywhere. Where there is a seven year tribulation in the Bible. Where they can see seven year tribulation in the Bible. I will gladly write you a check for $7,000. Now I'm being serious about this. That's how adamant I am about the truth. And also, I am quite certain I'm going to keep that $7,000. No one can show a seven-year tribulation in the Bible anywhere. And yet Daniel 9, verse 24, tells us everything that is going to take place for the fulfillment of his prophecy. So now I'm going to read verse 24 of Daniel 9. He says, the angel tells tells Daniel, 70 weeks are determined for your people. 70 weeks are determined, determined, established. 70 weeks are going to be determined for your people and for your holy city. So he's talking about Daniel's people and in Dan- and for your holy city. So he's talking about Daniel's people and in Dan- and for your holy city. So he's talking about Daniel's people and Dan- not been sealed. You would have an argument. And lastly, if the anointing of the most holy. Has not happened. You would have an argument. All six of these items. They have either all been fulfilled. All of them. Or none of them. Those are the only two options. They have all been fulfilled. Or none of them have been fulfilled. If all of them. If neither of them have been fulfilled. Then you have an argument. For a seven year tribulation. In the future. However. If as I am communicating to you today. That all of these have been fulfilled. Then there is no seven year tribulation. To come in the future. Because this prophecy has already been fulfilled. If I am wrong. None of these things has been fulfilled. And you can argue for whatever you want. To be yet future. But. I have already done four segments. Proving that the finishing of the transgression, that making an end of sins, that making reconciliation for iniquity, and for bringing in everlasting righteousness, those things have all been fulfilled.